welcome to the Exploring Excellence podcast, a show where I interview professional service leaders, innovators and client service stars on the importance of people delivering excellent services to drive business performance. I'm your host, Lynn Bromley. I'm an author, speaker, business consultant and the managing director of First Impressions Training. I've spent my whole career in professional services and a large part of it in finance and technology, so I'm a huge fan of all things techie. But I want to make sure that in a world where we're more connected than ever before and strangely more disconnected at a human level than ever before, we bridge that gap between tech and people. So sit back and enjoy the show while I introduce you to today's guest. Hello and welcome to Series 1, Episode 11 of the Exploring Excellence podcast. And I'm here today with Pam Shima, NatWest Entrepreneur Development Manager. And it's a first for the podcast today because we're actually recording this using Zoom. Um, Because when you you listen to this, we're recording this on the 25th of March and we may still be in our semi-lockdown position, um, you know, due to the um, uh, coronavirus or COVID-19, various different names it tends to go under so um, Pam and I are connecting using Zoom today mm-hmm. so you won't get the usual photograph of us um, together we'll, we'll have separate ones for, for now so welcome Pam. Hi how are you Lynn you okay? Yeah I'm very good thank you so locked away in my little home office to uh, <laughs> to avoid my, my husband who's downstairs doing conference calls as well so we're, we're trying to, uh, to keep the, the sound to, to one room. Um, so Pam tell, tell us a little bit about what you do now then in terms of your role at the, um, at the Entrepreneur Hub in Birmingham. Okay yeah thank you so um, I head up the NatWest Entrepreneur Accelerator Hub in Birmingham Um, Essentially, we have 12 hubs across the UK and Birmingham was one of the first to be set up. And what it involves is um, usually when when the hub is open, because obviously we're going through a coronavirus lockdown at the moment. What we normally have is um, a base where entrepreneurs, um, so businesses, SMEs can come and they can grow and scale their business. So the idea is um, where you have businesses and they have a community so they can connect with those entrepreneurs. They can, um, they can link with mentors, they can link with partners, they can look at workshops and events and essentially um, have coaching as well with two acceleration coaches that we have in the program as well. So yeah, it's a great job. I really enjoy it. I enjoy the um, diversity of the businesses that come through. So everything from, from like what you do, which is amazing, to everything from robots and drones and food businesses. And I think that's the that's the magic, the fact that we have lots of different businesses from different sectors and all at different levels all coming together and helping each other. Mm, and I can I can attest to how great the program is because I've just finished the uh, six months of being on the program and the, the mm-hmm. coaching and the access to the mentors and being able to connect with the other entrepreneurs in the hub has, has been fantastic as well. And I know for many who don't have their own office, then they've really mm. used that facility, haven't they, and been able to to grow their teams and, and work together with their teams in, in the hub environment. So it's a, it really is a fantastic resource. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 and we do this for free. So it's a fully funded program. And essentially it is that is to create that connectivity. And I guess the message behind it is if we help entrepreneurs grow and scale, that will then help the ecosystem, which then um, 
it's reciprocal then you get it back so I think um it's I find it really really um links into my kind of value stream as well and seeing the businesses with their success stories so no it's Mm. good thank you fantastic and so tell us about your background Pam how did you get into what you do now have you always been in banking or is this something you've done uh, more recently oh I've been in the in banking for me for over 20 years (laughs) yeah so yeah it wasn't it wasn't my first career choice so I did a law degree uh-huh. Um, and I was going to go um, and be a be a solicitor and um, study at UCE in Birmingham, and then I decided I want to be a nurse. Um, so that was kind of my second job um, choice. And then um, literally, it was um, in between that period when you finish uni and you say, "I'm going to get a temping job now, just for a little while," and um, until until I start my LPC, which is what which I was planning on doing. And I joined the bank and never left. Gosh, it's so, so interesting, isn't it? How people get into their careers. I always find that fascinating to to hear the story of of how people got. Because many times it isn't um, it isn't a smooth journey. I think many people um, do know what they want to do when they leave school and they mm-hmm. go straight into that career and stay there. But it's quite rare. I think virtually everybody I've interviewed on the podcast got mm-hmm. into their current role by some sort of unusual route really it wasn't necessarily mm. a, a planned route so yeah it's yeah. fascinating isn't it just being open to the opportunities and and taking those opportunities that that come along yeah absolutely and, and I think people sometimes get quite surprised like oh my god how can you stay with one organization for so long but um culturally every um every department that I've been in is, has been so different it's like joining a brand new company so um, I joined um, mortgages. So that was my initial kind of um, role. So underwriting and then moved, moving up to senior underwriter. So that kind of gave me really good kind of credit risk and, and, and analytics skills from that. Um, moving into communications, um, the communications and projects team, various PA roles. So really kind of learning from that leadership team, working on, on strategy planning, how do kind of the senior leadership operate. Um, then local director so managing um 20 branches in north wales and south wales so that that was really interesting so people management skills from there um and that was kind of in in the in the midst of when we had the the branch closure program so making sure that customers still were able to be served but then you know you looked after the customer and the staff as well so it was a really interesting interesting time um totally different it was in retail um and then from there, um, I got a, a phone call from my wonderful manager, James, um, saying, would you like to head up the hub in Birmingham? And that's that's where I am now. Mm, so very diverse. Yeah. And you mentioned culture there. You mentioned the culture yes. of each of the departments being different. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about the, the culture at the, at the hub in Birmingham. So for me, um, I think the cult- culture um, is important in, in terms of it has to link in with my value stream. It has, so one of the things I really value is, is collaboration and inclusion and working together. Um, so for me, those, those core roots, I guess, um, I, try and, um, I try and engineer everything that I do. So when I connect with um, people externally, um, it's got to make sure that it's a collaborative relationship rather than, uh, rather than a transactional relationship. I think that's old style banking. Mm-hmm. Um, and also um, within the entrepreneurs themselves, to make sure that they're, you know, they, they're helping each other. It's a community. Make sure they help each other. Yes, grow, scale. And, you know, but one day, you know, you'll need somebody else's help and make sure that they're, they're there to help you. So mm-hmm. from a culture perspective, it's inclusive. It's fair. It's doing the right thing. And I think that kind of totally, totally aligns with my own personal value stream as well. 
Yeah, and that's so important, isn't it, to be able to, mm-hmm. to work in an environment that does align with your own your own values. Otherwise, it's it's very difficult to to work in an environment if it doesn't, and you're constantly feeling as though you're you're up against an environment where you're having to compromise yourself. Uh, I know I've been in situations like that in the past, and I've quite very quickly voted with my feet and moved moved on um, if that yeah. situation has arisen. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it and you're right it is a lovely collaborative environment you can really feel that as well with the way that you work with the other the other coaches in the hub mm-hmm. so so right at the moment we are as we mentioned we are right in the middle of this very strange time with the mm-hmm. coronavirus and um, we've got travel rest- restrictions in place and um the hub is closed right now because we're all having to be based at home where where at all possible. Um, so how have you had to adapt to to still be able to deliver an excellent service to your clients? So um, I'm going to split this up into the hub and split this into kind of the, the part of the other work that I do. So with the hub, um, I guess the important bit for me was with the hub closing, there's a business and a person behind every single story out there so with with there's 80 entrepreneurs in the hub at the moment but each one is an individual business so for me it was really important that every single one of them feel like they've still got some sort of connectivity to make sure that they've still got a place that they can reach out to so we've had to adapt in terms of you know the, the hub is very much kind of social it's a community um there's workshops there's events so the, the adapting we've had to do is 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 make it zoom really and, and make it make that pattern continue but in a very sort of automated way so we've set up daily calls with the entrepreneurs um a touch point in the morning um this is deliberate early at nine o'clock so it makes you know, the feedback from the entrepreneurs was they like the structure so getting up putting your makeup on make sure you show up you know giving that kind of reason to get up and and meeting other people so i think that that's part of the hub but i think that's part of the the, the culture of the hub as well that community element also on there that there's access to mentors um the mentors have been coming on the calls business growth enablers have been coming on on the calls so really keeping that dialogue open i think that's really important the other thing that we've we've had to do is um put in more um um zoom sessions um so we we normally have a pitch club um, on a wednesday in the hub um which is a voluntary um a chance for the entrepreneurs to come and test their pitch and just just get feedback so we've had to move that online as well and I guess elements of the program are going to move online going forward as well as it develops. It's all very new at the moment, isn't it? It's only been a um, week and a half. So we'll see how it pans out. But um, I'm learning a lot from the other entrepreneurs in terms of how they're, they're working. I know there's various um, workshops and Zoom sessions happening today, which are providing advice, but also thought leadership in terms of how to carry on with businesses. So that's really important. Mm. The, the other thing that I'm, I'm also involved in, I'm also a magistrate um so um courts are still open so albeit the work has changed so um i was there on monday and i get there again on saturday and you know just just adapting to the covid and coronavirus um uh, messaging we now sit two meters apart and the legal advisor is two meters apart the the solicitors and you know the the probation all two meters apart everyone's wearing gloves so making sure that the justice can continue and we're able to hear those cases and, and, and apply that kind of um, judicial process but also making sure that people are safe as well so that's been a real kind of a, a thing we've had to adapt to as well yeah. the other thing is yeah the other thing i do is a homeless feed once a month um, and that's with um with staff um and um it's been running for over over 18 months so every uh, once a month on a friday different staff go out 
and feed the homeless in the middle of Birmingham city centre. And again, just speaking to them yesterday, saying, look, how do we adapt this? Because you can't have a queue of homeless people queuing up because that wouldn't be right for their, their safety and, and for the service users or the service providers. So essentially just working through that now, I think what we're going to do is have pre-packed lunches that we can just hand out. But, you know, I think what I'm determined to do is continue with the homeless feed, but having to adapt to see that we can still support the service users and the service providers are safe as well. So quite yeah. a few things. That's amazing, isn't it? I, I learned a few things there, Pam. I, I didn't realise you were a magistrate, so that was news. Yes. So yes, I knew about the the homeless work that you mm -hmm. do as well, which is just fantastic. So yeah, it's really difficult times, isn't it, for everybody? And mm. we don't always think about those people who don't have a home to go to. So we, mm -hmm. you know, we're all very lucky um, that we can be in isolation at home. But actually, mm -hmm. for those who can't, then mm -hmm. um, it, you know, it's thinking of other ways to to help and support them. Um, as well I know with one of the charities that I'm a a trustee of suited for success we've had to close um the premises at the moment because people can't come in to to get mm. the interview advice and and help and what we've done is we've actually linked up with other charities in the ladywood area so that mm. we can you know help and support other people so again as you've said trying to help people through the food bank and various mm. other um, organizations all coming together to support each other at this really difficult time so yeah so that's fantastic and I think we're very lucky that we we have such good facilities now with all of the online working so many of us have been using uh you know things like zoom regularly in the past already but I think now everybody's having to adapt and be able to to start to use these facilities and it's it's great that they're all working so well with so much um stress i imagine on on their systems because lots more people will suddenly be be jumping on and using them that have never used them before so it yeah. is fantastic that they all seem to touch wood <laughs> they all seem yeah. to still be be working so that's that's yeah. great and, I, and absolutely that's that's some of the core behaviors which we teach at the accelerator hub that resilience firstly yes. you know you know you could just say i'm not, not doing the homeless feed that's it i'm not putting myself at risk but the resilience and carrying on but making sure that you're safe pivoting we've all yes. had to pivot you know, mm -hmm. from face-to-face -face workshops and delivery to um, online calls, but also that um, that um, making sure that that kind of the mindsets there as well. I think well-being and mindsets really important at this time because yeah. we're all kind of social animals and we're all social people, and all of a sudden we're in our own spaces having to adapt very quickly. So I think there's you're 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 spot on in terms of making sure that we can we carry on, but but, but we um we, we do it in the right way as well. Yes, and I think the um, the the calls that you mentioned, doing the the daily Zoom calls, I think they're mm. really important because just being able to see other people, um, it mm. helps, doesn't it, with that social interaction. Even though we're on video call, it's a mm. lot better than than not seeing anybody at all. So it's yeah. not quite the same as being in the same room, but I think it's a really good um, second way of of doing things. So, Absolutely. and I think that just keeps everyone motivated and and supported as well. So, so mm. that works really well. So I was going to ask what advice you have for entrepreneurs um, uh, during these unprecedented times and you've already given some tips there but are there any other mm -hmm. any other advice that you'd give to people right now to to help them through this really difficult time yeah I would say um, reach out I think um, I think don't feel like you're the only one that's in this it's 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 very easy to think oh my god I'm the only one in this situation right now but a lot of people are going through exactly what you're going going through I think that opportunity to reach out and and share with other people and just having that conversation really does add value to yourself and to the other person. 
So I think that connectivity is really important. Reach out and, and connect with people, just offer that, that hand of support. Also use the support that's out there. Um, I think people have bent over backwards to make sure. Um, I, th- I, think, I think the response um, to the COVID-19 and the coronavirus has been positive. I think governments have acted faster than I've ever seen them act before um, with the various various schemes that they're bringing out. And think about it, it's all build measure learn, isn't it? That they've never had this situation before. They're having to make things as, as they go along. Um, but I think you know my advice would be to, to utilize that support, reach out understand more and again you know don't don't underestimate you know your, your, your personal banking as well if you have financial situations just reach out because again I think what I'm finding is that everyone no matter what bank you are um, they're putting measures in place to help support and um, we are in an unprecedented situation it's never happened before but um, don't underestimate you're not alone so that's that would be my advice yeah I think that's really good advice and I think at the moment there's still quite a bit of uncertainty just in terms mm-hmm. of Obviously, the government have announced lots of measures, um, but many of them are not quite fully formed. We've sort of got just the headlines, haven't we? And some of them yes. are still being, the details are still being um, put together. So I think there is a lot yeah. of worry out there. Um, yeah. Certainly self-employed and people like me as well, who I'm the director of a limited company. So I'm not quite self-employed, but equally I'm but, not yeah. an employee. So I'm sort mm-hmm. of caught in the middle. So hopefully there'll be something that comes out for, for people that are in that situation as well. Um, mm-hmm. Because otherwise the you know it's all well and good furloughing employees. But if the directors can't continue to operate, then obviously the companies won't be there when uh, when things return to some sort of semblance of normality. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's just making sure everyone's remembered, I suppose, isn't it? And I know Absolutely. it's difficult because everyone has different situations. So I guess that's what they're trying to, to work out in the background to make sure it's it's fair and, and equitable and that everybody's being looked after. So that will be good as that further advice comes out. Um, so if we were under normal circumstances, we're, obviously today we've talked a lot about this unprecedented situation, situation. That we're in. but yeah if we were under normal circumstances what does service excellence ordinarily mean to you at the NatWest hub um so service excellence to ordinary in the, in the hub would mean that entrepreneurs have um they on board on a on, they join a program the program is from six months up to 18 months and it can carry on to something called next level which is another six months as well um, the first six months you don't have to bank with us, which I think is a real kind of open door policy in, me, um, and in terms of what we're looking to do is um, get those businesses in that really want to um, grow and scale. And for me, service excellence is, is, is being very independent and tailored for, for that business. It's not a sheep dip program. Um, so your, your coaching sessions are your coaching sessions. They're confidential. They're private your coach is allocated um, you have um, dedicated time and whatever happens in that coaching session it stays in that coaching session and I think there isn't a service that does that um, an accelerator program that does that so I think we do have a, a USP on that so service ex- excellence for me means that there's um, that um, that real kind of connection with the entrepreneur that the coaches really get connected with, with what is challenging the entrepreneur right now but then for, for me to open those challenges up in terms of where do we have those answers is it by the mentors is it by the partners is it out in the ecosystem the chambers labs universities colleges and making those connections to take away those barriers so the workshops are, are, are a great way of um bringing the ecosystem in so we've had some phenomenal speakers we've had 
Jenny Campbell from Dragon's Den, we've had Holly Matthews from the Happy Me Project, and we've had Cass Majew for the President of the Asian Chamber of Commerce, we've had Dr. Richard Williams from the University of Birmingham, um, I can carry on Naeem from um, Naeem Ari from um, um, Customer Excellence um, and the Sutton Coldwell Chamber of Commerce. So the presenters are um, constantly adding value, but then also opening up to external events. We've had um, um, DCMS, we've had um, you know um, the CBI in there, and these are all tools that help the entrepreneurs grow and scale. So the opportunities there. And it's for the for the entrepreneurs to tap into these into these opportunities to connect. So for me, service excellence is providing the opportunities for the entrepreneurs, lots of different avenues for them to pick up advice, pick up network opportunities, pick up business even, but also to connect and and provide um, service um, to other people as well. Because I think once you have that ecosystem, and that ecosystem is really strong, you know the world's kind of your oyster. So for me, that's what I love about the hub. I think, you know, that the businesses are so diverse, you know, you can have a cake making business sitting next to a scientist and the cake making business needs a certain colour and the scientist can produce the colour. <laughs> so you've had lots of stories like that. So, yeah, there's, there's, there's various elements to that service excellence. Fantastic. And we've, we've talked a lot about how things have changed, certainly in this strange and unusual time that we find ourselves in. But even before this happened, I think the, the banks have started to change the way they interact with their, their customers over the years. So mm -hmm. what effect has that had on, on that West, would you say, in terms of how you interact yeah. with customers? Yeah. So, so for me, with 20 years plus experience in the bank, I've, I've, I've seen change. I lived through it and, and, and seeing the positive um, change that I'm seeing. So, so for me, um, historically, I'd, I'd say the bank was very transactional. Um, the messaging that we're getting across now and what we're generally delivering now is a purpose-led bank. Um, so we want to be present and deliver better outcomes for customers and colleagues and also wider society. So um, really championing um, families, people, and help businesses thrive. So the, so, so the the accelerator hub directly links into that. It's a fully funded prog program, and it champions enterprise scaling and helping businesses succeed. The other thing that we've been focusing on in terms of purpose is improving financial capability. I think if people understand, or customers understand, or the general public understand their finances better, they can make better informed decisions and have more confidence in in, in what in their decision and having that learning culture. So that goes everything from something called Money Sense, which is a program that's delivered in schools to little uh -huh. kids. So, you know, what is a credit card? You know, what is a mortgage? You know, your first bank account? You know, what is all that? You can give them a little bit of a task, like a birthday party. Um, and, we all, we, and that carries on to teenagers. We've got something called Dream Bigger. So essentially getting teenagers to dream bigger and think about STEM subjects. But then also those, those um, learning opportunities, financial education opportunities, such as Friends Against Scams and taking them to community centres and to places like that. And the other, the other thing that we're focusing on right now is climate and, and sustainability. So we've made a commitment to get to a low carbon economy. Um, and that's one of the things we're focusing on. So, so for me, um, keeping customers safe is really important, which is the education part, making things um, simple. So making the, making customers aware of their financial decisions so they can make those decisions and you know really kind of help themselves and be just being smarter you know using other people's thought leadership 
collaborating and partnering. I think that's a that's a key move we're making now. So not the kind of you know let's just take over lots of the little banks. Let's actually work in partnership. I think I, I see that that as a big change that we're happening. So some positive moves and and kind of realigns with with what I kind of genuinely believe in terms yeah. of value streams as well. Mm, I love that idea of being purpose-led and I, mm-hmm. I'm pleased to hear about all, all of those initiatives that you're doing, particularly mm-hmm. with helping children to understand it at a young age, because mm-hmm. I often hear people, you know, of my sort of age, and they'll say, oh, I wish we'd learned this at school. Um, mm-hmm. you know, there are many things that we, although obviously it's great to have a broad education, some of the um, the more uh, I suppose common sense aspects of things like understanding finance can really help people and also you, you mentioned earlier on you know things around mindset and and mm-hmm. how people to understand that as well is such a big thing because we've got such a lot of um, issues with mental health in this country at the moment so all of those different aspects that we can support people on are, are fantastic and it's great that 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 links into the purpose of the bank but also as we said before your own personal values as well mm-hmm. so just leading on to um to to the final uh, question really is you already mentioned um about the work that you do with the the homeless charity and i was going to ask you um mm-hmm. if there is charity that you support that you'd like to just say a little bit more about so people listening to the podcast can find out a bit more about that charity and, and maybe find ways that they might be able to support as well whether they that might be in terms of giving some time or whether it might be in terms of financial support so would mm-hmm. you just like to say a little bit more about that that charity yeah sure so um the charity that i um that i do the homeless feed with is a charity called midland lunga seva society um, and basically there's it's two brothers they've decided to set up a charity but um, it's kind of gone nationwide now really um, they um, provide um, the hot meals so the hot meals come from a local temple or gurdwara and then different service providers come out and provide the so we'll take the water the biscuits the crisps um, um, samosa sometimes bread sometimes you know so i think um i they're there every single day so the one we the one i support is the one in dayland in in birmingham city center and every day there'll be 150 people um service providers and service users um using that service now i think what i really like about it is the perception is that um all homeless people are on drugs or they're violent or you know but actually the, the just seeing the diversity of, of the people who are using the services kind of kind of dismisses that myth straight away so some of them are ex-forces you know some of them just have um, mental health issues some of them have got two jobs but just not earning enough to maintain their family life you know because and um, mm-hmm. so i think for me i think it's really important that um that we that we support that so the way you can support it is either, you know, obviously just reaching out and, and, and just, just serving the food as a volunteer. Um, you know, you go there and um, it's, 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 it's one hour, so 6 till 7 p.m. And within an hour, it's all done, you know, packed away and it's as if no one's been there. Um, 6 to 7 every day. But the one I do is once a month on a Friday, the first Friday of the month. Um, and if anybody just wants to join me, um, come along. Um, it's, it's, it, you can either go there as a volunteer for that hour um, or if you want to just donate food, you know, some people just, you know, drop off water or just biscuits or crisps, you know, you just want to give a little bit you can't physically get out yourself, you know, I think just donating that food adds to um, the support as well. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, it's, um, 
it's that way of giving back. And I think what what I do is I get a different team every month to go out. Um, so it's making different people interact, but also understand um, kind of what's happening out there. And honestly, then if whatever week you've had, whatever day you've had, once you go there, you actually realize actually it ain't that bad. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, I think you walk away very humble. Mm. and um, feel like you really added value so yeah if you're interested just reach yeah. out and happy to yeah yeah no that's that's really good it's um it's incredible work that the that the charity does so mm-hmm. if you send me the link for that i'll i'll include that in the show notes as well so people can always sure. um, click through and, and get involved if they'd like to to know more and if people would like to know more about the the program so the natwest entrepreneur program or natwest mm-hmm. generally where, where's the best place for people to go to find out information so I would say just um, search it on the internet. So if you search NatWest Entrepreneur Accelerator, um, the, all the details for the program is on there. We have an online program for the business builder. So if you can't get out, obviously, as we can't at the moment, there's some really good modules on there on mindset, inner critic, pitching, business model canvas. Um, so it's really interesting. Um, short bursts of information that you can actually use to develop yourself. Otherwise, normally the, you can apply for the accelerator program and the accelerator program is when you get access to the hub and you get access to the coaching and the mentoring. And um, we also hold regular events. So there's um, events on innovation, leadership. And again, all the, the, the events will be on there on that um, NatWest Entrepreneur Accelerator path and um, just register and come along. We might move some of them to Zoom now, but, but they're great opportunities to network and listen to some great speakers as well brilliant well i i'd highly recommend the program so if people have been listening and thinking that sounds sounds good and would like to know more then i'm always happy to to tell people about it as well having been um involved in the program for the last six months so it's been it's been great so thank you so much for your your time pam that's been really thank good you. and uh i'll look forward to seeing you soon wonderful thank you lynn thank you Bye. Huge thank you to Pam for her time on the podcast today. I certainly learned a lot from listening to what she had to share and I hope you did too. During this very unusual period of time that we're in with the semi-lockdown situation that we have in the UK, I'm going to be recording some more podcasts. So if you have a recommendation for who you'd like to listen to on the podcast, then please do let me know. Or maybe you yourself are a service excellence superstar and would like to get in touch to be interviewed as well. So I'd be really grateful to, to hear from you. I'd love it if you could go and rate and review and subscribe to the podcast. That really helps other people to to find it as well so i'll pop all of the notes and the information in the show notes so that you can go and follow any of the links that you you want to either to connect with pam or to connect with the charity that she mentioned as well so take care i hope you will stay well and healthy during this very unprecedented time that we're going through and if i can help you at all with anything then please do get in touch bye for now